In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, it's a very happy privilege always to have Mass with you, but especially on the first Thursday of the month when we offer the votive Mass in honor of Christ, the eternal High Priest. Every priest, of course, is also a disciple. But what does it mean when we say that? What does it mean to be a disciple? I remember when I was an undergraduate thousands of years ago, and I was attending a daily mass, and there was a confirmation there at the school chapel. And the bishop there said, a disciple has a master. And my master said, you must love one another. And the way he said it and the dignity with which he offered the rites convinced me that he really did have a master. And of course, whether it's in art or religion or martial arts, there is a bond between disciple and master. There's also no ambiguity about who is the disciple and who is the master. But what if there were? What if there were some ambiguity about disciple and master? What if the disciple found the master useful but not, you know, very masterful. That doesn't seem right, does it? And yet, and yet, let me give a few examples. I saw a video recently of an extraordinarily innovative way that a priest was encouraging people to sing the Lord's Prayer during Mass. And uh, you wouldn't expect a man that large to move so nimbly, but he did. I guess his grace came from all the years he spent mastering the ukulele. And he was very gracious and received all the applause at Mass, really quite cheerfully. Who was the master? And who was merely a mascot, a little branding? an excuse for someone to give a performance. I'd like to tell the story of a Protestant man moved to a new town. Remember back when they had phone books? You can explain it to your children later. But they went looking, he went looking for uh, the local church, and he called up and said, what time are your services? And they said, well, there's the, the early morning service at 8 o'clock. That's with the junior pastor and the senior pastor's uh, services at 10 o'clock. And he said, what's the difference? And he said, well, at the junior pastor service, you can hear about what our Lord said. And at the senior pastor service, you could hear what our Lord meant. Who is the disciple and who is the master? But what if, she went on to say, and at noon, there's the very senior pastor service. And there, you can learn about what our Lord should have said. Which service would you go to? The one where you can hear what our Lord said, what he meant, or what he should have said. I was thinking of this because recently a priest published a sermon. He's affiliated with a certain religious community with which I have some familiarity. And he was talking about how wonderful it was that the Syrophoenician woman called our Lord to conversion, moved beyond his racism and bigotry, convinced them to stop acting like a theologian who, of course, is inherently prejudiced. And finally, by her good example, persuaded him 
only begotten Son of God, the eternal Word of the Father, she persuaded him to be true to himself with her help, of course. Who is the disciple and who is the master? I remember reading a spiritual journal, and I think the author, I forget his name, I think he had a better sense of what disciple and master means. He said, Lord, let me live my life such that people will see me and ask, if this be the servant, what be the master? What a perfect John the Baptist approach to discipleship. Behold the Lamb of God, followed by he must increase and I must decrease. My brother priests need to be reminded that first of all, we are disciples of the master, not the equals of the master, not the master of the master, and certainly not the puppet master of the master. We've been ordained to proclaim his word because he is the word. And our words have worth only to the degree that they echo and reflect the one true eternal word spoken by the Father, the unchanging word. And a priest's actions have value only if they are not his own. You certainly won't be helped in any way if Bob McTigg from Newark, New Jersey says, I forgive you for your sins. That will impart no grace. But when in humility I declare that God has made me in persona Christi through the work of the church, all through Christus, and when I say I absolve you, the agent of that I, the self of the I, is Christ himself. You should run away screaming if I say this is my body and this is my blood. But you should draw forward, dare I say it, even on your knees. When in persona Christi I say this is my body, this is my blood, because it is our Lord himself, the master, the master, the incomparable master, the one eternal high priest who makes his sacrifice of Calvary present again for the good of those who would receive it. Friends, we live in very confused and very confusing times. Not long ago, I, I read an essay in a prominent self-identified Catholic magazine, a young man, a recent graduate on scholarship from a prominent self-identified Catholic University who said that going to a Taylor Swift concert in East Rutherford, New Jersey was like going to Mass, only better. That same magazine recently had an article about the nonsense taking place in the Southwest, so-called Burning Man event. And he talked about for those who were clever enough and sophisticated enough, for those who had been given eyes to see, it really was a very Catholic event after all, certain things notwithstanding, which I won't mention in the presence of women, children, and the Blessed Sacrament. See, that's drawing our Lord down to the level of mascot, to the level of prop, 
to the level of excuse. Christ is no longer to be worshipped. He is only to be used. That is a lie from the pit of hell, and we must rebuke it. We must rebuke it every single time that we hear it. So what are we to do? Friends, it's only in spending time with prayer. It's only time with our head sinking into our heart. It's only when, like the beloved disciple, we rest our heart on the heart of him who is the beloved son, the only begotten son. Only then can we be sure that we know the master's voice, the master's touch, and the master's heart. There are people who should know better who apparently don't. We commend them all to God's mercy. Let us not be distracted by them. Let us not be discouraged by them. And please, dear God, let no one else ever be misled by them again. Trust only those who will point and say, Behold the Lamb of God. Trust only those who will point to the Lamb and say, He must increase and I must decrease. Trust only those who strive, not just to resemble the Master, but to be one with Him. And pray for us poor priests, myself included. We do need all the help we can get. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.